sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I like tacos. Mañana, viernes, ma eh, sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo... Welcome to episode 19 of Black Shirt Mixtape. I'm your host on this sonic journey. My name is Jesse. And uh, first episode of 2021, and I'm pretty, I'm like excited and nervous about this episode. I'm excited because it's all about Radiohead. And I'm also nervous because it's all about Radiohead. And um, if you've been following this podcast, you know that I'm a huge Radiohead fan. I mean, that, that they're pretty much the end-all be-all for me when it comes to rock music, uh, alternative. I mean, aside from the Beatles, <clears throat> no other band has really taken me on the journey uh, that this band uh, has. And I wanted to kind of share with you guys some of my favorite tracks uh, from some of the, from uh, across their discography. Um it's really hard. It's really intimidating. Well, at least it was for me to put a playlist together. That's all Radiohead. Like, how do you encompass really everything about the band? Uh, there's so many moods, so many different styles. So I just said, screw it. I'm just going to put a bunch of tracks on there that I really enjoy. So um, you're going to hear some deep cuts. You're going to hear some B-sides. 
some un, well, not really unreleased stuff, but stuff that wasn't released until later that was kind of knocking around. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. And I think I'm going to also, after this episode is released, I'll do like a 19.5, like 19 and a half for me, maybe 19.2. And uh, I'm going to, I have a, um, I'm going to uh, play for you guys or, or upload for you guys a concert they did in 1997 um, in Holland, which is one of my favorite shows that they've done. It's got my absolute favorite version of Karma Police on it. So I'll let this one marinate for a couple of days and then I'll upload that. But uh, kicking things off, we had uh, two plus two equals five off of 2003's Hail to the Thief album. Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel like this is one of their more underrated records. It was recorded really quickly. So uh, producer Nigel Godrich, Godrich uh, decided to get them out of England and he'd been working in Los Angeles at Oceanway Studios um, and uh, with Travis and with Beck. And he said, you know what, let's let's get you guys out here. They recorded the bulk of this record in two weeks, which after what they went through with Kid A and Amnesiac and then the touring after it, it was very draining. So I think the band really liked kind of going out there and, and chilling for a little while. Um, and really, I, I love a lot of the songs. I've got two songs uh, that I'll be playing from that album um, so that was two plus two equals five. Um, next up, I'm going to play a song from Moonshape Pool. And one of the things I love about this band is they, they, each of the members have really had a chance to shine and kind of showcase their, not their hidden talents, but you know, areas that they've kind of focused on over the years. And Johnny Greenwood, uh, lead guitarist is a, uh, a very skilled composer, actually. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, soundtracks for movies, uh, for Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, so this record is, it's, it's, it's haunting, it's beautiful, and it's got some amazing string work. Uh, some of the, I mean, they've always had some string work, but this is really showcases Johnny's talents at writing and arranging. Um, and I am going to play a track, one of my favorite tracks off the album called The Numbers, and if you want a real treat, uh, after you listen to this episode, you can jump on YouTube and check out the video that actually Paul Thomas Anderson shot um, for this track. It's beautiful. It's it's on the cliffs somewhere in Southern California, and it's just uh, Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, and a drum machine, and their guitars, and it's just a single shot on a on a on a dolly uh, track, and the camera kind of pans in. It's stunning. So uh, this is the numbers. Out of the 
So that was Morning Mr. Magpie off of 2011's The King of Limbs. Um, arguably their least fan-friendly record. Uh, the hardest one to get into, but I, I feel like one of the most rewarding. Um, I remember when that came out, I was in New York City, <clears throat> and I I think we had like a four-day window where it was announced and then it dropped. And I remember waking up in the morning and going out onto the balcony and um, putting on my headphones and listening to it and going, okay, right, okay. I, I, I'm, on, I'm ready for, you know, this is going to be an interesting journey. And it was. It's a short record. I think it's only like 40 minutes long, a little under 40 minutes. Um, and they, they, you know, I think at a time for them, they were in a very transition Trans, transitory trend anyway they were in a transition uh period where they had just come off of um in rainbows right which was um their first record after they had uh fulfilled their recording contract with parlophone records it was a great experiment they threw it out to the public and said pay what you want and the record companies flipped out and everybody went yay um and then with this record you know they self-released it because at that point they don't i mean they they don't need a record label anymore. They just utilize XL records um, for the distribution, uh, XL and, and TBD. And this was really like an experiment for them also um, because they started writing, or Johnny started writing software that allowed the band to loop their own stuff. So really moving away from, you know, traditional guitar pedals, like how can I make, you know, these sounds, um, these guitar sounds or these effects come from software as opposed to my my guitar pedal, which I, I found really fascinating. Um, I've grown to love this album a lot, especially after hearing it live, uh, especially that track. If you, it's like standing in front of like two jet engines with Ed O'Brien on one side and Johnny on the other with the guitar. It's great. I mean, it really, really is a fantastic track. Um, I think I'm going to, let's play some, let's play a track off the bends. Um, and I think for me, that's where I really got into Radiohead. Um, Pablo Honey was a necessary evil. I feel like they had to release it. They had to go through that, um, you know, learning process. I mean, even the band admit the record didn't come out the way they wanted it to, whether it was recording, sequencing, anything. I mean, it was just not, you know, it was like, let's just put it out and move on. Um, and obviously they, they, use that as a, a, a jump off point um, when they went back in the studio for the bends. And, you know, that was really where I kind of got reintroduced to the band uh, and fell in love with the band, um, especially this song uh, called Nice Dream.
So I'm not going to lie, I was very uh, chuffed with myself, as the English say, when I realized that um, all I need would say really nicely out of Nice Dream uh, off of the bend. So uh, In Rainbows, uh, all I need from In Rainbows. So um, if OK Computer was for Gen X, then um, In Rainbows was arguably for Gen Y. And it's crazy how this band has two albums that really are kind of totem poles for each of those, you know, those age groups. It's crazy. Um, But I I love that record. I was so happy when it came out. And I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's like every record is a journey. Uh, You know, the band takes you on a journey. And I just loved this album. It was so organic. And so just, you know, you just get lost in it. Um, That uh, track is a standout also. So um, when In Rainbows was released, 
the band actually also put out, um, they started recording um, um, or filming uh, them playing songs. Uh, their producer, Nigel Godrich, has a little studio. It's called The Basement. And um, he, a lot of bands have actually filmed there playing live sets. And Radio had released, uh, they did one for King of Limbs and they did one for In Rainbows. But this track, if you want to really kind of see what it, how it breathes and how it sounds live, check it out. It's fantastic. Um, so, uh, been playing you album cuts and I think now, um, I'm going to play two B sides, uh, for you guys. So, you know, B sides are B sides for a reason, right? Um, they weren't good enough. Well, I don't want to say good enough. They didn't fit thematically or emotionally with, you know, the record, but that's not to say that there isn't, you know, life for them and Radiohead have a, massive canon well not massive but they have a great canon of of b-sides that um that they've released and two of my favorite uh the first one i want to play is called permanent daylight and this is from the ben's era it was actually the b-side to my iron lung um and then i'm going to seg that into polyethylene parts one and two off of uh it was the b-side to paranoid android um i i feel like there's the the paranoid android uh, B-sides are more my favorite, but I love Permanent Daylight. I don't know what it is. Um, vocals are kind of buried uh, in it. Um, it's not a long song. It's maybe a two and a half minutes. Um, I don't know. It, it always in, in, invariably winds up on a mix of mine for when I make for people just because I love it. I just love the guitars in it. So um, this is Permanent Daylight off the My Iron Lung EP.
Just glorious. Love that track. Uh, that was Polyethylene Part 1 and 2 off of uh, the Paranoid Android single. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, unreleased Radiohead uh, tracks. So Radiohead has a, um, a habit of um, reworking and uh, reworking and reworking songs uh, so much so that... Um, Live snippets will be floating around when they tour and it won't end up on an album, but then it'll end up on like an album, three albums later. Uh, and such was the case with Man of War. So this track uh, finally saw a recorded version, finally saw the light of day on the 20th anniversary reissue of OK Computer, uh, OK Not OK. Um, but the origins of this song actually date back years before. So 
they started writing it during the Benz uh, era. Um, and it was kind of like they, they had been known to perform Nobody Does It Better, uh, the James Bond theme. And uh, this is kind of like their homage. I, th I think uh, they were trying to maybe write a Bond song. Um, and then they were going to try and get it on the, so before the Avengers, as we know it, uh, movies were released. There actually was an English film starring Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman and Sean Connery called the Avengers. Um, it was terrible. It bombed, but Radiohead uh, were tapped to write um, a song for that soundtrack. They never did, but they did work on, um, they worked on Man of War and then they worked on it again during the paranoid uh, or the okay computer um sessions and you can kind of hear how it maybe would fit on that record but then not at all but it has that same feel to it um and i'm really glad that we, they finally released um a great uh you know audio quality uh track of the song uh so i'm going to play that for you right now enjoy
So you guys didn't think I was going to get away with not playing something off Kid A? Tisk tisk. So that was um, that was Morning Bell uh, off of uh, 2000's uh, Kid A. Um, everybody has a favorite Radiohead album. Um, Kid A is mine. I mean, I played the shit out of OK Computer, and I still, to me, that still is like, that's their, you know, that's their wall. But, you know, Kid A is their dark side of the moon. And um, I remember, you know, my 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 fandom was at a, a fever pitch during this time. And I remember when uh, I was living in San Diego and our radio station, 91X, hosted a listening party. Um, shout out to Chris Cantori. He's still repping San Diego. You should check out his podcast. It's U Y E W. If you have any taste, you'll check out Chris Cantori. Um, but he hosted this listening party. It was like at a an, um, a place where they would do like laser shows, right? Like Pink Floyd laser shows, like an IMAX theater. Um, and I remember just hearing the opening, you know, chords of everything in its right place coming on, and I was like, "What?" the hell is this like it blew my mind and it blew my mind in a good way because here was a band that basically you know said we're going to do something different we've done guitars we've done you know that 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 alt rock prog rock whatever you want to call it comparisons that they were getting and and they said no uh you know tom york famously just kind of, you know, told the band that, you know, we're going to try a new way of recording. Uh, guitars are taken aside. But then when you hear the, when they play it live, the guitars figure so much into it. it. It was a shock at the time when we heard it, but now listening to it, I'm like, okay, this was a natural, this record is a natural progression from OK Computer into Kid A. And I can see it now and and um, I love it. Um, especially that track, it, it just puts me in a trance. Um, I love, I don't know, I could talk about, I could do a whole episode on Kid A, but, um, if you haven't checked it out or if you're hesitant to check it out, or if you're, you know, you just don't want to deal with it, I urge you to, to, I urge you to, to, uh, to play it. It's, it's not a long album, um, but it's monumental in the way that the band changed its perception or how people perceive the band. Um, Okay, so we're going to swing back to Hail to the Thief, which, again, one of my, I feel like is a super underrated album and a super underrated track that I, I remember hearing it for the first time, again, saying, whoa, this is new. And this is called A Punch-Up at a Wedding. Um, and I've heard it live. It's great live, but I love this recorded version. It's like, it's loose, but it's tight. It's slinky. It's just, I love the piano. It's like this barroom rolling piano, but um, it's a fabulous track, so check it out.
got a lot of swagger that song doesn't it oh, i love it i really really love it it's just funky and it's it's like you feel like it's gonna go off the rails a little bit maybe but it doesn't um you know that was really their most political record hail to the thief um you know not only with what was going on in the u.s at the time uh, but also you know in in, in their native uh, uk so um i i found that it was was an, it was an awesome juxtaposition to have such like uh, political um, topics wrapped up in like shiny pop, almost, you know, acoustic-y pop stuff. Um, uh, so I really love that record. And I mean, all their music gets a lot of spins in my house, um, but um, I really do love that song. So I think that brings us to the end of this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I was really nervous <laughs> to do this one. I put it off for a while just because... I don't know, like I'm very critical of, of my love for the band. And I, I, there is no perfect playlist. It's just whatever you feel like, you know, moves you. And these are some of the tracks that, that move me from the band. Um, I, uh, if you're so inclined, uh, please check out my pop culture uh, podcast, uh, Tacos and Turntables. We just dropped our latest episode uh, in which we review our favorite uh, movies and music of 2020. Uh, despite it being a really shit year, there was a lot of great music and and um, and film and television that came out of it. So very grateful for that. Um, and as always, you know, be kind to each other. Um, it's a rough world out there, and and kindness is free. I'm going to end the uh, episode with one of my favorite tracks off the King of Limbs. Um, it's called Separator. Um, and I don't know. I I I, I talked off. I talk often about how. Radiohead's music kind of, you know, I end up floating away to somewhere else. Um, and none more so with this track. I feel like it's just a really beautiful way to end, um, to end an album that was very, very taut, uh, you know, calling it the King of Limbs and having, you know, knotted tree, tree imagery, um, is very, you know, I love the work that Stanley Donwood does with the band. I mean, he, he paints and he creates while they're recording, he goes in and listens to what they're doing. And, you know, if you, if you listen to the music and look at the artwork, you'll start to see, um, just how entwined they are. Um, so I love the work that he does. Uh, you should check out his, his socials. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff on there, but this is a track called separator. Um, and you guys take care and stay safe. Let's go for all the
orientación. Vamos con la primera pregunta. Muy. Piedras renales, piedras en. Eh, bueno.